0: well we've been celebrating advent this year and excited to see uh, all that the lord has uh, declared to us in expecting his coming and that's what advent means it means an arrival and uh, so we're celebrating the arrival of our savior who has already come but we carry the hope of his return amen so we're looking forward to the second advent that's our blessed hope and uh, so we've had the, the the prophecy candle on the first week. We've had the Bethlehem candle and the candle of preparation last week. We celebrated the candle of joy, and this week is the shepherd's candle, or I like to call it the obedience candle. And so Steve and Connie Rice are going to come and do our reading and light the candle for us this morning. Welcome them as they come. We're so excited for all that God's doing. Hallelujah! Blessed to have an amazing family. God bless you. Here you go, sweetheart.
1: scripture this morning is from Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. a son she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn
2: obedience is an appropriate word to describe joseph and mary they obeyed god's word and they obeyed the decree of the roman emperor god didn't ask mary if she were willing to carry and deliver the savior But rather, through the angel, he announced this. Rome didn't ask if people minded the new census. They ordered it. Joseph and Mary complied with the will of the emperor and with the will of the god of the universe. Their obedience was not rewarded with an impressive suite in a luxury hotel, but with a crowded little town and a manger, a feed trough for their baby. Jesus too was born out of obedience to the will of God the Father The result of their obedience is that we have the promise of eternal life through Jesus the Messiah
1: Let us pray together Heavenly Father we thank you for Jesus obedience to come to earth We offer ourselves to you in obedience. We want to be obedient to your will in every area of our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bless you. Love you, Connie. Bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, this morning we've prepared a special Christmas program for you. And it's based around the question, what child is this? As We're preparing for this. I, I began thinking. You see, every year all over the world, we hear the songs. We enjoy the decorations. How many have gone to look at streets that are all lit up? Yeah. See, I found out I didn't even know over on Bass Lake Road where we live. We live down in Cameron Park, but on Bass Lake Road back there, there's a little subdivision right behind Green Valley Mortuary. These houses. And this one guy's got his whole, they have like an acre lot. He has every tree on that thing, his whole house wrapped. He's got like Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And <laughs> he's into it, amen. So we went by and enjoyed that. They had Elof the Snowman or whatever, that dude out there and stuff. So, it was kind of funny, praise the Lord. Amen. And we give and receive gifts to those we love and to those we may never know as we celebrate the season called Christmas. All because a child was born. So the question is, what child is this that could so shape history and have such a dramatic impact on all of humanity? See, there's not enough time in just one service to explore all the facts and present all the evidence So we'll just briefly examine a few of the accounts of those who witnessed his birth and met him as a child. Maybe their lives will help reveal to us what child is this. First we want to look at the shepherds who were there on that day, that evening. Why was he announced to them, you might wonder? Luke chapter 2 gives us this account. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. See, there's a reoccurring theme in Scripture that reveals God to us as our shepherd. Probably the most famous passage of Scripture is the 23rd Psalm, which begins with the declaration, The Lord is our shepherd. So what child is this? He's the one that left the riches and comfort of heaven to look for the ones who have gone astray. Paul wrote and said, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned, and every one of us, to our own way. The mission of the shepherd is to look for and to rescue the ones who are lost. This is what a good shepherd naturally does. This is who this child in the manger would grow to become. He's the one who came to seek and to save those who were lost, alone, exposed, and who had gone astray. Isaiah declared this about him in Isaiah 40 and verse 11. He said, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arms. He will carry them in his bosom. And gently lead those that are with young. See, there's no greater responsibility in life than to holding the life of another in the control of one's own hands. Protecting the life of others was the responsibility and calling of a shepherd. 1 Peter 2 and verse 25 tells us that we have now been returned and brought under the care of the shepherd and the bishop of our souls and we can find and take our rest knowing that he is watching over us. So the question is what child is this? He is the one who came to lay down his life for us. He's the one who came to provide for him, to protect us as his flock. He is the one blessed beyond measure. And with him, he would call us his own. And he is the one who would and he is the one whose voice we would come to know. He is the one who is the Good Shepherd. His name is Jesus. He's the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, just as the angel said he would be. So now we too can tell everyone what has been heard, seen, and experienced concerning who this child is. And just as the shepherds did on that first Christmas in Bethlehem, we too can proclaim what we know of Him. What child is this? He is a shepherd. He is the good shepherd.
3: All right, now listen up, boys. Y'all want to be good sheep herders and all, don't you? Two things you need to know. Number one, stay awake. And number two, you ask questions. You know, Benji, Benji, you don't have to ask questions now, all right? No, well, I mean, you can ask a question. I mean, you know, if something don't look right or, you know, if you got a strange feeling in your gut, then yeah, ask a question. For example, uh, that that night when all those angels visited, yeah, everyone else was asleep. Not me, I was awake, just like my daddy taught me. Darn right I'm bragging, that's what separates men from the boys, son. So like I said, I was sitting there by the campfire, wide awake, and I just got this flutter in my gut. Like you know something's gonna happen, like something big's gonna happen, but you just don't know what it is, you know? I think that's it, you just don't know what you don't know. But I walk over that rise, and then bingo. I'm looking at the biggest, scariest angel I ever did see. Not that I ever saw one, you know. And you know what the first thing out of that angel's mouth was? Don't be afraid. Too late. (laughs) And then that angel just got this nice look on his face. He said, "Uh, I've got a message to tell you. And then the big old angel said, a baby got born tonight and he's gonna save the world. And then a mess of them angels came around and they were saying, glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. That's what they just kept saying. And then they was gone. Well, I don't need to tell you that we don't get invitations like that, you know, being crusty old sheepherds and all. But we went to Bethlehem And I met that mama and that baby boy. I think they were a little shocked to see us, but we told them about the angels and all. I think that tickled her pink. And then we all just kind of stood there, just making sure everything was okay. Kind of like when a new lamb is born. And about the time he figured out everything's gonna be fine, you just settle in. And you just kinda take in the whole thing. That's what we were doing. But this was different. Cause underneath that big bright star, we was watching the world saving baby. And we got to brag on him a bit. And Benji, this old soul, it's been awake ever since.
4: your voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we let all
0: amazing gift, and the declaration that when we hear it, receive it it truly does awaken our souls we thank you for the gift of your son you know there's another account of those who had heard or seen that he was coming and that's the wise men The wise men make their appearance in Matthew's gospel. And we're introduced to these men and discover some of the details about their origin and their intentions. As we understand who these wise men were, we also begin to see a bit of a reflection of some of their attributes found in the life of Jesus. Matthew 2 verses 1 and 2 reads like this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying where is he who had been born king of the Jews for we saw his star when it arose and have come to worship him so what do the origin of these gifts and of these wise men have to do with answering the question what child is this you see east in the culture of the day and still today means east of the river Jordan in the region of the Arabian Desert, in the Arabian Peninsula, the region where frankincense and myrrh are actually grown, and where gold is mined in the mountains of Ophir and Sheba. What child is this? First, we would consider the comparison of origins of these wise men and Jesus, which leads us to see that these men traveled a great distance, Before their arrival at the manger. And likewise Jesus came a great distance. To draw near to humanity. And embody Emmanuel. Meaning God with us. While Jesus did not come from the east. As did the wise men. He did come to dwell among men. From his previous position of being with God. He came from the father. Thus the child in the manger. Is the one who like the wise men. Made an arrival in Bethlehem from some distance. It's important to remember that Jesus came not only to seek and to save the Jewish working class, such as shepherds who did not always have much money, but also came for the Gentile Arabs who were wealthy and came bearing gifts to the Messiah. This mention of wealth and gifts brings us to a second comparison, just as it is inferred that the wise men. We're from a position of wealth. We also know from Scripture that Jesus came from a place of need. He is the God who stepped out from the riches of heaven into the poverty of a lowly manger in a Bethlehem stable. These characteristics we see mirrored in Jesus and the wise men help us to understand just glimpse by glimpse who this child in the manger truly is. You see, the generosity of the wise men reflects an attribute of who this child in the manger also is. He too is one full of generosity and a giver of good gifts. But you know, there's one major difference between the wise men and Jesus they came bearing gifts and giving gifts. He came to be the gift that could not be purchased by any means of wealth, but only given. See, the price of our salvation is so high, it can never be bought at any price. It can only be given as a gift by the one who came from where he was to where we are. And lastly, there's one more comparison between the shepherds and Jesus. They were both seekers. Jeremiah 29:13 says, And you shall seek me, and you shall find me when you search for me, with all your heart seeking the newborn king is what these wise men from the east were doing on their journey that led them to Jerusalem but what about this child he said of himself in Luke 19 and verse 10 he said for the son of man came to seek and to save the law he was born as a child that he might seek you and find you See, the wise men reflect that characteristic because both Jesus and He were seekers. They received a revelation through the bright star that came and came to Jerusalem early seeking the newborn King. They likely were asking everyone they met about the Christ child. Eventually, they found their way to Jesus and were overwhelmed in the presence of this One whom they had seen, excuse me, who they had been seeking for so long on their journey from the East. And although they arrived at his birth, they found him not in the manger, but in the house. They came as Gentiles to worship, and thereby fulfilled the prophecy. Simon said in Luke 2 and verse 30 and 32, he said, For my eyes have seen your salvation, you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. What Simon declared was fulfilled that day. Jesus was the king who was worthy of worship for the Gentiles and the Jews. And he is the one who offered salvation for all peoples of all nations. How about you? I'm thankful for that. The wise men were the first Gentiles to worship Jesus, but they would not be the last. So what child is this? He's the one who is worthy of worship by all people of all places and races. He is the one true savior of the entire world that is worthy for us to seek and to worship. He is the one not impeded by distance to be born as one to give his life that we might receive forgiveness of sin and the gift of life everlasting. And the truth is wise men today still seek him and open their hearts and their treasures in worship to the one who came seeking them and giving his life for them.
5: What child is this? Yes, yes, that is the question. That that has always been the question. What child is this? That, that, That single question was the driving force behind our lengthy journey. We had to figure out what child I know. My friends, we have been called wise by many of the people we encountered along our journey, if even for a brief moment. (laughs) I I hesitate to, to give much credence to their judgment. But it is known, or it should be known, that knowledge is acquired by keeping one's eyes open and mouth shut. So, may I suggest that you keep your mouths closed and your ears open and I will, to the best of my ability, answer your question as clear as I can. One, we did not stumble upon this child. No, we found a needle in a haystack. And how did we find this needle? We followed the star. I know. To many, that would be considered a fool's errand, but we are no fools. No, that star was moved by some unseen force. And who moves stars? But God. Two, we encountered that corrupt king. That king wanted us to find the child so that he could worship the child, my friends, do kings worship babies? No, kings defend their thrones. And that king, that king, that Herod, is a ruthless and cruel, Despot. It does not take a wise man to discern that. And that king felt that this child was a threat. And mark my words that child is a threat to all who are cruel and ruthless. And three, I don't have words for three. My entire life I have searched and yet it was always just beyond the horizon of my knowing. Until in an instant, I crossed a threshold and there it was. That father, that mother, that star, the child, it was all there. All my searching, all my studying, it was all right there. All in that child. How could I not worship him? I need search no more.
0: finding you we no longer have to seek for answers you are the answer and the hope and the joy of our life we thank you for the gift of your son Jesus Christ you No, know, besides shepherds and wise men there was also a couple of parents there it usually happens when a child is born So what about Mary? The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 1, In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose surname was Joseph, to the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with thee. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom There will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Wow. See, Luke clearly states, The Son of Mary was to be named Jesus. Once she gave birth to a son, this is the name he was given, just as the angel of the Lord had ordained. As with any child, attributes and characteristics of both the father and the mother can be recognized and are clearly on display. The angel said, what was conceived in her was not from man, but rather from the Holy Spirit of God. God, John chapter 4 jesus declared that god is spirit And hebrews 1 and verse 3 gives us a little more clarity for it says he jesus is the radiance of god's glory and the exact imprint of his nature one translation says the expressed image and he upholds the universe by the word of his power so we see the child embodies the exact representation of god the father who conceived jesus in the womb of mary by way of the Holy Spirit revealing to us that Jesus was fully God. But while there are certainly reflections of the Father in the life of Christ, we also see the reflections of His mother Mary in His life as well. So what child is this? Well, a son having attributes and characteristics of his mother does not make him less male. How many would agree? Rather, it simply completes the design of God who created his son to be the reflections of his mother as one of her son's parents. We see in the gospel accounts the way Jesus deals with people, especially with children, with compassion, patience, and tenderness. Over and over again, Jesus takes them and takes time to value the children and people that are found in the margins of life. How does he do that? By giving them dignity and reaching out to embrace and bless them with the appropriate and meaningful look. In the Gospel of Luke, when Jesus longed for the people of Jerusalem, he compares himself as a mother hen longing to gather her chicks under her wing. It's recorded that he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often I would have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. And then additionally we find that both Mary and Jesus display strong lives that are willing to receive a mission from God that includes great faith, requires hope and trust in their Heavenly Father. When Mary received the commission from the Lord, she responded by saying, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And when Jesus grew into adulthood and was in the garden of Gethsemane, praying about the mission that had been given to him, to go and to give his life upon the cross for all of humanity. Like his mother, he prayed in humble submission. And he says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. So what child is this? One other comparison is that both Mary and Jesus lived great lives of consequence that included deep pain. Both His heart and hers would be pierced from the cross experience. This is part of the answer to what child is this? Regardless of the pain that Mary knew she would experience in watching her son suffer on the cross, she was present in both his pain and hers. You see, one of the most powerful scenes of compassion and care that we mutually see displayed in the lives of Mary and Jesus was towards one another. At the cross, where Mary is near Jesus while he is hanging there. You see, while Mary seeks to be near, comforting and supporting her son, likewise we see the compassion and care of the son back to his mother in the same moment. John 19 records it this way. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his home. What an incredible picture of love and compassion that our Lord displayed toward His mother. While He hung there dying, He had the capacity to make sure that she was taken care of in His absence. This helps complete the understanding that we would have of what child is this and who He would grow to become. What child is this? He would be the one who loves others and loves His family to the very end. He was selfless and sacrificing beyond measure. He was kind and considerate even when experiencing his worst day in the worst way. He was the one who came willingly to go through the worst so that we too might be made family and have provision through his death and because of his life. For not only was this child the one who was born in the manger in Bethlehem, he was also to be the one first born from the dead and His rebirth gives all people the opportunity to be born again, saved from our sin, just as Mary came to understand that her son was living water.
6: What child is this? I've asked myself this question some 30 years now thirsty for the answer since the day he was born. What did I know then of great and mighty things? I was just a girl fetching water that day, the stranger appeared to me with those curious words. Greetings favored one, the Lord is with you. He must have seen the change in my face, the one I now know to be an angel. Do not be afraid, he said. You will be pregnant with God's son. And he will be great, this child, forever and ever. And he will rescue his people. That was the exact moment. It was more than curiosity. I thirsted for more. I watched. In silence as he was visited by shepherds and scholars, all with stories of angels and stars and grand pronouncements. One day, I found him in the temple. He was a boy, speaking wisdom with men old enough to be his grandfather. And I am awed, and I am thirsty. And now, he has grown up, my boy. I watch him do and say curious and wondrous things. I hear him say, I am living water. Do I drink? Do I dare drink? Yes, I have been the favored one to see him grow into a man. What else will he do? Every step he takes seems to be filled with wonder. My baby, my boy, this man. My God, yes. I look back on that night, some 30 years ago now, and I remember holding him close, so thankful to be his mother, knowing this would be no ordinary child. I am still thirsty, yes, but I do believe I know where to find the water.
7: this wonder I behold,
2: for in your
7: eyes I see the glory of our King, your cloak of majesty to simple swaddling clothes, and I hear angels sing. King of Lord. how me. I'm overwhelmed at this precious gift I hold. For I know that as I hold you here in my arms, I know that one
0: I'm glad it's the truth. One last person was there that we want to give mention to. And in my own personal, I guess, view or account, I think this person is really an unsung hero in the life of this child. In my book—that's Joseph, the one asked to be his father. You see, Scripture gives little or no mention of the man who would help raise the Son of Mary, the Son of God. Everybody else in the Christmas story gets airtime, makes a cameo appearance, but not the primary man. Who would love and invest himself in the life of this special child? You know, years ago and I was teaching a class on the cost of discipleship, and I was praying in the back of the sanctuary over there before class, I felt the Spirit of God ask me this question. And it was this: it was, what if I didn't ask you to be great? What if all I ever asked you to do was raise greatness? That's what I asked Joseph to do. I asked him to raise my son. I asked him to raise greatness. See, we can't know for sure, but it seems like Joseph would be okay without much or any fanfare. In fact, Mark's gospel gave Joseph no exposure at all. Zero. Joseph is never once mentioned, cited, or alluded to in all of the gospel of Mark. Although Matthew, Luke, and John all mention Joseph by name, none of them record him as ever ever having a speaking part. A few of Joseph's actions are recorded during the early years of his relationship with Mary and into Jesus's early life. But none of his words remain in print within the pages of the Bible. Only his actions of obedience, care, presence, are mentioned. Joseph's words are not present in the gospel text, but Joseph quietly was present at the manger, before the manger, and after the manger. He was present, the last mention we have of him, as as Mary said, when they were in the temple with Jesus. See during the early childhood years of Jesus life on earth he was not only known as the son of Mary but he was also known as the son of Joseph So what child is this He's a child adopted by a father who loved him How do we know Jesus was adopted by Joseph There's clues in the places that the Bible do not mention. One is where Joseph isn't personally mentioned, but one is in Matthew chapter 1. It says, Now the birth of Joseph, excuse me, of Jesus, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit, and her husband Joseph being the just And unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not. Until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Two places in that text give us reference to the fact that Joseph adopted Jesus as his son. They were, she shall bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. And then the closing statement that he called his name Jesus. You see, naming a child is the responsibility of the father. The intention of God was for Joseph to adopt Jesus as his son, become his earthly father. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem on that night, Joseph named the child, his adopted child, Jesus. It was his responsibility as the adoptive father. On the night Jesus was born, Joseph not only gave Jesus his name, but Joseph also likely took the newborn baby and symbolically placed Jesus across his knees. Such a symbolic act was the way a first century husband in biblical days acknowledged the legitimacy of his newly born descendant. Subsequently, for a man to place someone else's child across his knee was a sacred and symbolic act signifying adoption. And although the Bible does not state explicitly that Joseph did this, it is highly probable Joseph not only gave Jesus his name, but also laid Jesus across his knees claiming his legacy, adopting the son of Mary as his own. And Mary also recognized Joseph as the father of her son. When they entered the temple, it's recorded in Luke chapter 2, at the age of 12, when they found Jesus there. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And Mary, his mother, said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. See, Luke identified both Mary and Joseph as Jesus' parents. Mary, Jesus' birth mother, calls her husband Joseph, his father. And it's clear that Joseph adopted Jesus as his son. It was how Jesus was known in his childhood, even into his adult life. One other clue that I'll give you is when Jesus was calling his disciples along Galilee. He had called Philip, and Philip went to find his brother Nathanael. And Philip, upon finding Nathanael, he said to him, Come, for we have found him who Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. You might be asking, Pastor, why are you spending so much time talking about Joseph adopting Jesus? Because there's a point here that I want you to get this morning that is so important for us to understand because God always needs a man in the earth to operate in obedience to his word and his will so he can release his purpose through their obedience God is always looking for somebody to say yes <coughs> excuse me to say yes to his plan if you remember back God asked Abraham he said give me your son your only son Isaac And through Abraham's obedience to offer up Isaac on an altar, God was able to intervene and offer up his son as a sacrifice for you and I. God asked Joseph, Joseph, I need you to adopt my son as your own. I need you to make him your own, to take him as your own. And through Joseph's obedience, the father can now adopt us. Jesus was asked to be obedient unto death. And through his obedience, the Father can now offer us life. What Joseph did was so powerful. Who is this child? He's the one who makes adoption into his family possible. And adoption leads to our salvation, which includes our freedom from sin. That's what Joseph was told to name his adoptive son when he would be born he said Joseph son of David do not fear to take Mary as your wife which is conceived in her for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sin the name of Jesus means God saves what God saves God adopts as his own and for his own by the power of the Holy Spirit when you accept this gift the Bible says you're adopted into the family of God you're made a joint heir with Christ God saves you and adopts you as his own Paul said this in Romans 8 for all who are led by the spirit are the sons of God for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you have received the spirit of adoption as son by whom we cry Abba Father The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may be also glorified with Him. You see, after our adoption in the family of God, the Father, by the Father, that is made possible by the Son, through the obedience of Joseph, saying yes to God. Never forget that. Joseph's obedience opened the door for our adoption by the Father.
8: Yeah, I reckon I've carved at least a dozen of these. Made my first one for my my baby boy. Well, it's, well, <laughs> it's going to be an angel, at least the way I remember it. It was a long time ago. See, my, my my boy, well, before he got born, I really didn't know who he was gonna look like. It worried me. Well, see, his, his mama, she found out she was pregnant. And I didn't want to embarrass her. The baby wasn't mine. I just thought I was gonna let her go without making a fuss, you know? But then one night, I had this dream and there was an angel in it. And that angel, he told me I shouldn't be scared to marry that woman, because it, uh, it was God's baby that Mary was having. You know, around here, we, we, we got a custom. When a baby gets born, the daddy, he puts that baby across his knees, and that's his way of telling everybody that that baby is his. Well, it took a while for my heart to kind of get used to the idea that that baby was just on loan to me, that he was special. But, uh, well, I made room for him. And when he got born, I did what any daddy would do. I put that boy on my knee, I gave him a name, I called him mine. He grew up to a fine boy. Now, all these years later, well, you've probably heard about him. He's grown into a fine man. You know, every time I call one of these, I remember what that angel told me. That Mary's boy, my boy, we're supposed to call him God with us. God with us. Yeah. I reckon that's all I've ever really needed to know. So you ask me who my boy looks like, I'll tell you. He looks like God.
0: souls he's the one who is the answer to the questions we've been searching for all our lives he's the one who came to give us life to be within us living water and he's the one who came to open the door that we all might be adopted by the father Graced in His love, brought unto His care, and given His name. That's so amazing. Amen? That God would love us so much. So many times we say that verse, John 3:16. it just can be said so easily. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. What does that mean? He gave us this child born in a manger, conceived of a virgin, raised up with all the attributes of character and the nature of God to give his life for you and for me the greatest gift the world has ever known he is the one who came to be the gift that could not be purchased by any measure of wealth only given the price of our salvation that was so high that it could never be bought at any price it could only be given as a gift by the one who came from where he was to where we are even today
5: I've always wondered if I'd been at the stable that night.
6: Would I have seen a king or just a baby?
3: If I'd stood there with the shepherds listening to stories about choirs of angels, would I have asked, what child is
8: this?
6: Oh, would I have known that he someday would be the shepherd of all? If I'd watched wise men bring valuable gifts.
3: And kneel down under the guard of heavenly wonders. Would I have understood that he was the one in whom I'd find all wisdom. And that he was the greatest gift of all.
5: Just as that baby was held by his
3: mother. He would hold me. He would hold me with his amazing grace. And his adoption by his father Joseph would be a picture of my adoption into God's family.
6: Who could comprehend that this baby who was defenseless.
8: Swaddled. and hell. Would someday be the one holding Me in his hands. I didn't witness
6: a star moving across the sky.
5: Or scores of angels proclaiming his birth. But
6: somehow, in the middle of my ordinary world... This extraordinary baby's birth found a place... In my worn-down, beat-up heart.
5: So like all those people who saw him...
6: He's the one I've been waiting for.
3: To repair me. Redeem me. Love me. Forgive me.
6: Comfort me. Help me. Die for me.
3: Raise me to
5: life. So what child is this? He's the one who comes to save me.
6: He's the one who
3: comes to save me. To save me. To save me. He's the one who comes to save me. Amen.
7: Mary's life asleep, whom angels greet with anthem sweet, while shepherds watch our keeping.
0: much you love us. As Paul said, you have a love for us that's beyond the depth of even our comprehension. Father, that you would somehow choose with your son, even as Paul wrote, when we were yet sinners that you would send your son to die for us not because of any good in us but just because of your love for us so father today we thank you for the amazing gift of your son Jesus Christ father never let us get so caught up in the hype, the joy the spirit of this season that we forget this day on that night born unto us in the city of David, Bethlehem of Judea, our Savior was born he died for us so he could live in us so we could be adopted by you, we thank you for that today, in Jesus name Amen I'm asking ask you just to maybe pray with me, maybe you're here today the lights are down I can't see your faces knowing but maybe you're here today and you have never ever accepted God's gift and his amazing grace for your life the gift of his son maybe today is the day God brought you to this place for this moment that you might receive his adoption in your life that's his heart he wants to adopt you, give you His name, set His love upon you if you would just receive Him. So I'm going you to pray this prayer with me. I'm asking everybody if you would. Let's just pray this together. Heavenly Father, I believe You love me so much. You gave me the gift of Your Son. Born of a virgin. Born in a stable. Declared to the world. And revealed to my heart today. Today I declare that I believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I ask for your forgiveness. Come into my heart. Wash me with your blood. I receive you as my Lord. Adopt me as your son. Set your name upon me. I'll live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a good praise this morning. Amen. What child is this? He's God's gift to you at any moment and to anyone. And I ask that you would be as bold as a shepherd, as wise as a wise man, as changed as Mary, and as obedient as Joseph. Tell everybody you know, about the amazing gift that God's given to you and His Son. Amen? Amen. Share the gift with somebody. Let somebody know how much God loves them and let them see it with His love flowing through you. Praise the Lord.